Hey listeners, welcome to Confessions from a Therapist, where we will not be spilling the tea on clients, but we'll be giving you an inside look into the world of therapy. So sit back, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Please remember this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. Please seek services if you need, as this is not a therapeutic relationship or a substitute for your own therapy. If you're in crisis and need immediate assistance, please call 911. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. Today we're going to be recapping episode three of Brene Brown's show covering Atlas of the Heart on HBO Max. This episode is titled Places We Go When We Compare. So yeah, Donald, what do you think of this one? I found it quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two things about it. I was wrong, probably about a couple of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, two, there was two, I don't even know what you want to call them, emotional expressions or just words that I did not know existed. Yeah, same. Yeah. And three. I felt like it was very short for some reason, just because the amount of like emotions that they talked about. So that, yeah. that that's what I found about it. And I was like, hmm. So pe- mm-hmm. I feel like people were more engaged this time in the audience. Yeah. If she asked a lot more questions and people gave a lot more like personal stories or mm-hmm. things like that. So I found this episode like more engaging and insightful. Yeah, it was like it was cool hearing people's like personal stories. Um, I love, you know, I love a personal anecdote about Me something. Me too. And yeah, I think now they're like more comfortable. You know, this yeah. is like third episodes. So they understand the gist of what's going on, so they're more open to sharing, which I really enjoy. Yeah, I, I was like listening to them and I think I heard one person like there was like a little bit of stutter in their voice and I was like, oh my God, same. I was like the anxiety. I would have been, I would never raise my hand and shared, shared any personal story. Yeah, the um, the woman who talked about reverence. Well, there's a few of them that talked about reverence, but she had mentioned that she was, when she was a child was going to get baptized in like this group baptism and then decided that it just didn't feel right for her mm-hmm. and when she was telling her story like I like felt like I wanted to cry because you could hear in her voice that it was still like a very upsetting memory memory for her you mm-hmm. know that her mom like didn't support that and was really mad at her and she kind of had to really like be irreverent and like defy what people wanted yeah. And so you could see it, you could see it in her face, you could hear it in her voice. And I even like said out loud, I was like, oh, that still hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, like she still has so much pain about that. Isn't it funny that you can like hear how much pain somebody has tied to a memory or an emotion by just the change in their voice? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That just makes me think about it too. Like when you hear somebody who like kind of like stutters a little bit, you're like, oh, what's mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Or you Crazy. can hear them like holding back you know, like the emotion. emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh no, I feel it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh no, I'm going to like, I feel like crying because she wants to cry, but she's not going to on like TV, national television. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you could tell it was, like she still had a lot of like pain and sadness around that and it happened well over a decade you mm -hmm. know so yeah but this one places we go and we compare she talks first about comparison mm -hmm. um and she had said that it's not a choice like which i found is which i found interesting she said that comparison we don't choose to compare mm -hmm. it's sort of like this automatic thing that our brain does um but we just need to be aware of the fact that we're comparing and then our behavior about that after the fact yeah which was interesting yeah i didn't know that either like when she was saying how like we it's just automatic like it's not a, a choice I was literally sitting there because I was telling you how I was watching the episode while I was taking a bath. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about all the times that I have compared. And I was like, wait a minute, was that a choice or was it not a choice? And I was like, oh, wait, if I think more deeply about those situations that I've compared myself in, it wasn't a choice. It was automatic. Mm -hmm. It was really what I chose to do with the feeling after feeling What's the word compared? Yeah. <laughs> or or comparing. Like insecure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, call me out. <laughs> <laughs> insecure. It's like, um, okay, Michelle. <laughs> but that's, um, like, that's how comparison makes us feel most of the oh, time. It does. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, for sure. And it was just funny because when she said that, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I definitely, and I still do, like, there was, like, recent memories that I wasn't even thinking of, and I was sitting there, like, oh, well, yeah, I've definitely compared to those situations, and it really is almost like an autonomic response. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. And, you know, and then I like how she was, like, and you have to be aware that it happened, and then what are you going to do with that? You know, like, mm -hmm. are you going to then let it ruin your day or change how you are functioning in some way or are you going to like acknowledge it and like let it make you better or acknowledge it and just move past it or not really you know take it with a grain of salt whatever that might be yeah and uh, then she talked about um the maybe i might be jumping the gun because i don't know if she talked about the emotions first and then give that like little like analogy or whatever um but the grass is always greener on the other side Mm hmm. Was that before she talked about the emotions or was it? I think it was during the comparison part. Oh, OK, yeah, because when she was saying how like she told somebody or somebody had said like, yeah, the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. And they were like, like literally, it's like scientifically true. Yeah, literally, scientifically, uh -huh. the grass is always greener. And they were saying because the way that the grass is like cut mm -hmm. and the I think. Right. And then the certain angle that it has from like the sun yeah. or whatever it is like it appears more green if you're in somebody else's yard if you're in somebody else's yard mm -hmm. but if you walk up to it really closely and look and then look at yours you're like wait it's the same yeah <laughs> which yeah. I found very interesting because I did not know that either I was like hmm I guess the grass technically is always green on the other side mm -hmm. well yeah literally, literally. Actual <laughs> grass, I mean, literally actual yeah. blades of grass you know but too like I think when we use it as, you know, like a metaphor, like how we say it, right? Oh, mm -hmm. the grass is greener. It is because we've made up what that grass looks like, mm -hmm. you know? And 
that's something that happens like when she was going through this, it really made me think of like social media. Yes. And specifically like mom social media. It's like cutthroat out there for these like, <laughs> these poor moms. For these moms. Because you have content that people are putting out as lifestyle content that's showing like their life as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all of like the best moments and like that's all you're seeing Mm -hmm. and so even though you know that that's not real life like you start to think of it as like that's what their life looks like yeah their life looks like smoothies and playing on the beach and gardening and you know their kids are making cakes and you're sitting here frumpy and like (laughs) freaking out right like throwing snacks at your toddler (laughs) and you're like my life is nothing like that right like how how are they so together and how am I such a mess Mm -hmm. but the reality is what you see as greener like that's just your version like your interpretation of like what somebody's life is actually like yeah you don't don't know what it is for real um and I think about Oh, go on. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was say, and I think about like even like high schoolers, kids in school, mm-hmm. because this is what I love about John Hughes movies, and like one of the reasons why Breakfast Club is like one of my fa- all-time favorite movies, is like just all of them being together mm-hmm. and talking about how perfect they thought their, you know, the other one viewers, was. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, oh well, you've got money, so and you're popular. Mm-hmm. so obviously your life is a lot better and then mm-hmm. come to find out like no my parents argue all the time they don't give me any attention or like even um the brain of the group like he was like no I if I get a failing grade I will hurt myself yeah and they thought oh well he's so smart he has it easy wish we can be like that yeah I wish we can do all these things and so it's crazy where that sense of comparison takes us but also like when we think of like the grass is always green on the other side, it's like, no, actually it's not. Sometimes it's just no. what we see mm-hmm. and what we, what our brain tells us because we are at that point comparing. Yeah. And she talks about like upward and downward mm. social comparison and, you know, like in school, they're always kind of like, you know, it's a little bit better to have downward social comparison, right. It kind of like makes you feel a little bit better yeah makes your shoulders go up a little bit more yeah because you're like (laughs) oh you know like I'm doing you know like this person yeah is doing this thing but like you know I'm ahead of this like it sounds bad but we do all the time we do I've done it I'm guilty yeah and it kind of like boosts your ego when you're like a few steps ahead of somebody else um but then how she had mentioned they can both be positive and negative Mm mm-hmm And I was like, well, that's true. And I've never really thought about it that way. Like when she was talking about the swimming example with the elderly woman that she was trying to beat. (laughs) And she was like, did it feel good that I like beat somebody? Yes. And she's like, but did it feel good that I was like trying to outswim this elderly woman that was trying really hard? Like that was probably not a good look for me. And I felt like embarrassed. Yeah. And she was like, and this elderly woman was you know having a good time not even doing like the backstroke or anything like that just swimming mm-hmm. she's like oh I can beat her I know I can I'm way yeah. better and let me prove it 
Yeah. And then she felt like bad. Yeah. Some guilt. Some guilt after the fact. <laughs> and some shame. That she did that. Yeah. Um, and so it just, comparison is such an, something that we do automatically. It happens all the time and can cause so many, you know, problems really. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, if I remember correctly, downward comparison was when you can say somebody's lesser than you and you're better and then upward comparison was when you think somebody's better than you and you're comparing like oh well they have it easy they're so great right because I, I think that's what am I remembering well, correctly like, or is it the opposite no that's it's that's that's right so it's okay. like upward comparison is someone who's like ahead of you in something okay ahead right of you in something. so it's like you know, we're in grad school and we want to be clinicians. And then you have people that are like getting licensed. Yeah. You know, so like you're upward. That would be like an upward comparison. If you're comparing yourself to one of them mm-hmm. versus like us, then comparing ourselves to someone who's still in school. Okay. I see. Like that would mean. be downward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause she, the example she gave was the elderly lady and then the, like, try the young 20 yeah, triathlete. Well, yeah. Whatever yeah. person swimming. And so I always kind of look at it from that lens of like, okay, like an example of that would be, okay. What you gave was a, was a, okay. I can understand that one a little bit more now. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember being in grad school and then seeing like the professors or these, even the people that were like already seeing clients and we were still in school and they yeah. were still in school too, but we were like, Oh, like, how I want to like, be like scary. that. I want to yeah. exactly. I want to be just like that person. Or oh my gosh, I can't wait. And then the new students that come in, they're like not answering the phones at Fresno Family. You know what I mean? And we're just like answer <laughs> the phones. Like, what do you not know what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, how shallow I was <laughs> back in the day. Everybody, everybody, everybody was. Oh yeah, I know all of us. Where we all would sit there yeah. and be like, uh. <laughs> well, and it's just like that like I don't know like interesting sort of hierarchy and I think it's just like because you're trying to find your place Mm -hmm. so you're looking around you and kind of ranking and not even ranking in a negative way right like good versus bad or like better or best it's just kind of like where where am I Mm -hmm. in this spectrum of like people and experience or whatever like where do I fall um yeah and then you kind of you know make yourself feel better or you try and or you feel worse because you're like I'm not there yet how come it's taking me so long yeah yeah the next or the other ones that she talked about were envy and jealousy envy and jealousy yep. yeah and the difference between those um which, which I was very I think I've been telling people the wrong definition of jealousy <laughs> from her, from her definition. Yeah. And so she said, so envy typically involves two people and occurs when one lacks something enjoyed by the other. So like a tangible thing where jealousy typically involves three people and occurs when one fears losing someone to another person. Yep. So that one's more relational. So like envy is more like tangible things and jealousy is like a relational loss. Yeah. Which, you feel like you're losing something. Yeah. Which when I was thinking about it too, I was like, 
you know, as a, when I was telling people about the difference between envy and jealousy, like jealousy was what I was saying, like, you wish that person never had that. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I want that. And I don't, I wish they never had that piece. Mm-hmm. Envy was, I want that too, but I'm also happy that you had it. So like when she was exploring those two avenues and gave those two definitions, when she had said that definition of jealousy, where it was like, it involves three people and it's the fear of losing the relationship. Yeah. Relationship. I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense Mm -hmm. when I think about it now. I'm like, wow. And then when she gave examples or when she explored even, even more, I'm like, that's crazy how like this whole time. Like mm-hmm. I've been off. Because <laughs> yeah. I use them almost interchangeably, mm-hmm. you know, like envy and jealousy. And so now to have like the actual, <laughs> a better understanding of what each actually kind of means and what yeah. it actually entails to be like envious of someone's things, you know, somebody just bought a new car and I'm like I wish I had a new car right like yeah. I'm envious versus my friends are hanging out without me and that makes me jealous or like my best friend got a, another friend and like what how dare you have another friend besides me <laughs> yeah. You know? um yeah and so that's something too where she like clarified that and I mm-hmm. yeah and it kind of blew my mind a little bit yeah like, oh. it and I love how she was explaining how at the beginning, like in the episode one or episode two, where she was like, we umbrella, if we umbrella emotions, we don't feel that full release, that genuine release of like authentically feeling this emotion. Yeah. She, when she said the word jealousy and gave that definition for me, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much more sense. Like mm-hmm. before I would get it, I'm like, eh, yeah, like, you know, it, it just don't. I'm feeling this way and I, I just have to move past it but when she had said that like other memories in my brain like popped up and I was like oh I was jealous like, yeah I was definitely jealous because I was fearful of losing that relationship like losing that dynamic that I once had yeah. and so that's a sense of jealousy and I was like this makes so much more sense I'm so glad I'm watching these episodes <laughs> yeah well and then too like separating them out like that mm-hmm. I was like okay so this was a situation where I was envious Uh And this is a situation where I was jealous and it really sort of like pulled apart different like experiences. Yeah. You know, instead of them all kind of being lumped together in this weird way, I was like, oh, wait, okay. Mm -hmm. So all of these were that and all of these were this, Um, which is exactly what, you know, Brene was hoping people get out of learning more, like really Mm -hmm. digging into like what all of these emotions are that you understand yourself, you understand your life circumstances and things that are going on like in a deeper way. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about envy first. Um, and what she was kind of saying for that one, um, I didn't write down the exact definition, but I know she was saying that it's between two people and it's when you when they have something or they're doing something you want and you're not trying to take that away from them, but you're also feeling envious, but she did talk about different things about it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like envy in general, she just said it typically involves two people. 
and occurs when one lacks something enjoyed by the other. Oh, lacks. Okay. Lacks something. Yeah. And so that could be, I think that that could be like, you know, both not necessarily positive and negative, but you can be envious of someone like, oh, that's really, you know, I wish I had that. Or you can be malicious. Malicious. That's what she was saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you don't deserve it. Yeah. Right. Like that person doesn't deserve this. I deserve it more than them. I can't believe that they have it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so even though like the word envy, I feel like gets a bad rap. Yes, it does. (laughs) You can be envious of what somebody has or what they're getting without being malicious Mm -hmm. about your envy, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I also liked that distinction. Yes, I did too, because it doesn't make it, it's not necessarily bad. Like we've talked before, there's no bad emotions. Like it all makes sense that there's a core issue within when she was describing like that sense of envy where it was, you know, like if you see a friend going on a trip to Hawaii, right. You're like, I'm happy for them. I'm glad they got to, I wish I was in Hawaii yeah too like I wish I can go to Hawaii right now right Mm -hmm. so that's you know you know that's that that normal part of envy the malicious envy part would say like they don't deserve it how how can why are they going yeah that's completely messed up like you know they got to get time off but I don't like I wish they didn't get time off yeah you know then then it's like well then if I could I would wish I can go to Hawaii Mm -hmm. you know so it's like okay and so when I was just thinking about it I was like I, I've been experiencing slight malicious envy mm-hmm. in my life. I'm not going to say not on my part, but I've noticed it from other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say like with, I don't know if it is or not. I think it's my, my thoughts about it, but like with my current job, because mm-hmm. I got hired on the outside. Yeah. So I think people are slightly upset. Yeah. Still, and so I think I've been feeling that from some people mm-hmm. so it's just weird being on the other end of it and I'm like oh this is awkward yeah it's um <clears throat> I think too and just like different life stages you know like like you said like getting a new job or a new position um being in relationship you know like having kids or not having kids or, you know, all these different things, like people, like, again, grass is greener, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you get this new supervisor position and then other people are like, well, I don't want to be a supervisor, Mm -hmm. right? And so they're maybe, well, they would be, right? Like, oh, I want that, what somebody else has. And so they're feeling envious. And then you have the other people that are like, maliciously envious of it maybe like well that's not fair right like I've been here longer or you know I've been licensed longer or whatever that might be and it's you know it's interesting to like navigate that stuff Mm -hmm. um and I think having like the separate definitions right of just like Mm -hmm. envy versus malicious envy Mm -hmm. will be helpful in like processing other people's feelings like in your direction yeah you know yeah because I was thinking that too is like it it also helps I think just having those two definitions 
to vocalize it as well, because there is, there, there is a distinct difference mm-hmm. because, you know, I thought all of it was just envy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you're feeling envious. Let's talk about that. Or you're feeling envious. It's different to say like, you know, that's malicious envy. Let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. Or this is just, this is just envy, which is that definition, right? Mm-hmm. Where you lack something that somebody else has. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was helpful to hear the differences because I would have just kept on going with just saying it's envy, it's envy, it's envy. But now mm-hmm. that I have that extra word to add into it and that little bit more awareness of like what that looks like, it, it does make it the process easier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then too, like, if you're experiencing malicious envy, right, either like coming in your direction or like mm-hmm. you facing it outwards, right? Because if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all felt that way. Heck yeah, I have. Something, right, in like our lives. Um, I remember the first time I felt, mal- not the first time, but one that always comes to mind all the time when is like when my sister got her car mm-hmm. and she's younger than me. And I was like, oh, I wish she didn't get that. Yeah. So I always think whenever I think of malicious envy, I'm like, oh, such an asshole. And when I was a <laughs> young person, I was like, God, uh, I was like, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I don't care. She, like, it's fine that she did, but that was malicious envy. Like I was, yeah. I wanted a nice car, like what she got and I didn't want her to have it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, see, like it helps you. I think it helps the, like the processing. Mm, it does. You know, we're like with, with regular envy it's not positive or negative right it's Mm -hmm. just feeling and you can like acknowledge it and like move forward but if you're experiencing malicious envy right where you think that this person doesn't deserve it right I think that then requires a little bit more like awareness and effort on your part as like why is it making you because then what I picture in my mind is also like anger Mm -hmm. right so it's like why is it bringing up like these sort of like very angry and very like malicious feelings Mm -hmm. about the situation or about the person or about whatever's going on. Um, you know, so like a little deeper processing might be, is probably necessary if you're like experiencing malicious envy. Yeah. And so see, I would, what I would have jumped into, cause I, you know, when I'm thinking about like going out to jealousy, what I would have thought was my malicious envy is jealousy. Mm Mm-hmm but it's actually not now that I understand the definition more. Yeah. Cause I would have said, Oh, I'm not envious that my sister has this car. I'm jealous because mm-hmm. I want that. And I wish she didn't have it. Yeah. Now when I have a, now I'm like, Oh, that's just malicious envy. That's what that yeah. is. And maybe it's a sense of like insecurity or whatever it may be on my part. There's something underneath that. It's mm-hmm. not jealousy. Yeah. And I think that that that's what helps. Cause what, now that I know that definition, that jealousy is like there, it's more, it's three people and you're fearful of losing the other relationship. relationship yeah. I'm like, Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. And we've all felt that way. Oh like, yeah. We've all been jealous for sure. Yeah. It's- I was, when I think of that, Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh no, go. I was gonna say like when, um, I first started at my job, my agency job a while back, um, when like I made really good friends there and like a new coworker would start and then they would be like, oh yeah, we're going to talk and we're going to hang out. I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling a sense of jealousy because and I'm scared like, that, that friend. Yeah. I'm like, what? That friendship's going <laughs> to shift and change, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, um, and it, ha- and it didn't, but you know, like there's that. And then, you know, in college, mm-hmm. you know, my, my high school friends meeting new friends, 
and I'm just like and they're like oh we're gonna hang out oh let me introduce you to this person they're really really cool and I'm like uh what yeah <laughs> so. no definitely I think that happened to me like especially after high school right because I went away to school mm-hmm. a lot of my friends stayed and we're all going to school together mm-hmm. so they were all going to school together and they like obviously met more people and they were going out on Thursdays and they, you know, like they had all these stories and all these like inside things with these people that like, I didn't know. Yeah. And right. Like the same for me on the opposite side, because I was somewhere else too. Yeah. But I was just like, who's this person? Like, I don't know this joke. Yeah. Get why it's funny. It wasn't there. you know. <laughs> and so it is this sort of sense of like, wait, but things are changing why mm-hmm. you know why they were fine the way they were before like why does it have to shift and why do new people have to bring in like new things and yeah jealousy mm-hmm. she showed a couple of clips and i want to say one of them was from i believe the show insecure mm-hmm. and what was the other one from oh, i'm blinking um because <laughs> I remember the insecure one was they were like oh where are you gonna go to dinner so bye well, like invited the, yeah and then she yeah. invited like the new friend yeah they're like well do you have plans and then they're like no it's like oh why don't you just come to dinner with us and the other friend was just like uh, what what mm-hmm. are you doing and it's just like okay so that was helpful to kind of see what jealousy looks like yeah I can't remember the other one I, I want like, to I feel like it was but it might not have been. What, what do you think? The one where she's like asking everybody where they're going to school. Did you see that? That might've been a different, for a different emotion. Okay. Um, but yeah, jealousy. Yeah. It's, we all know what that feels like. We sure do. <laughs> and it's okay. Yes. It, she what she is saying makes so much sense like when she says when you actually understand what the emotion is it feels comforting and a release in your body like when she had made distinct was she made that this uh, distinction between the two emotions I was like "Uh, yeah makes complete sense like it just felt right so I'm like and it made it feel less shameful yeah like that when you said like when when you're like it's okay everybody feels them I'm like yes but even now that I understand the definition it's like I feel less shame knowing it mm-hmm. so yeah it's just you know it's a part of being a person exactly and the important part is noticing that it's happening mm-hmm. like you said like with comparison right like being aware of it and then what do you do with it what do you do about that mm-hmm. you know like what's your behavior going to be like after that yeah um, she also talks about resentment, which is like take a deep breath. <laughs> a really when she gave the definition for resentment, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Way hit close. Because <laughs> it's like, so the definition that Brene gave was it's an emotion that we often experience when we fail to set boundaries ask for what we need, or when expectations let us down because they were based on things we can't control, 
like what other people think, what they feel, or how they're going to react. Yep. <sighs> I was like, Brene. <laughs> She's at <hitting> home. <laughs> I know, because I previously had understood resentment like obviously you know how resentment feels but like mm-hmm. I had kind of understood it or I thought about it in a way of someone's doing something to you right over and over without change and so uh-huh. then that builds resentment over time but when she then gave this definition and this definition is really a personal thing mm-hmm. where it's this emotion is experienced because I failed to set boundaries. I failed to ask for what I needed, right? I had expectations of people that let me down because I can't, based on things I can't control, right? I can't control someone else's reaction to a decision I made. I can't control someone else's feelings for a decision I made. Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh my, oh no. Yeah, the biggest thing for me in that was the word boundary. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, like that makes a lot of sense. Like failing to just set a boundary with somebody and you just, and I, what, the thing that comes to mind is when like, like in relationships, like nobody's a mind reader. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of say what you're feeling and experiencing and what you like and dislike. Those are setting boundaries. But when you don't, and the thing, the behavior keeps repeating itself, eventually over time, you're going to be like, I don't like you. Yeah. Or I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And it's truly deep down. What it comes down to is setting a boundary. And what I might have, and, and, and this sucks though, because I think that what some people do is they eventually just kind of stay in the relationships or stay in situations because mm-hmm. it's hard for them to set that boundary of like, I'd rather go than stay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, that's why I, I think boundaries are so hard to set sometimes in those because they don't want to lose those relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, oh my gosh, that's the key boundary. Yeah. And the boundary can look simply as like, hey, you know, you know, when, when this happens, I would prefer if you didn't, or this is how I like something. Mm-hmm. And a boundary could be even the, the, the most extreme of like, this relationship doesn't serve me or this situation doesn't serve me anymore. And I have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they range but it makes sense. Yeah, it was, it's, I think for me, Mm -hmm. this, like the topic of resentment, right, has just really been like prevalent in the last like year and a half plus, maybe, probably even longer than that, right, but like really like forward facing to where like, Mm -hmm when I talk to my therapist, we just like literally talk about the same thing over and over again. And it's because I can't, I am having a hard time, like working it out in my mind because I am a number one recovering people pleaser, which means (laughs) I'm still a people pleaser inside of my body, but I try now to put up a boundary. (laughs) Yeah. But it's still extremely painful and like mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, and there are people in my life that press boundaries hard mm-hmm. um, and put their feelings, right? Like 
And so I'm, I already feel bad. Yeah. Because I'm like in this people pleasing mind space. And then somebody then tells me that I'm making them feel bad. Well, now it's just like 500% worse. Yeah. For me, but then too, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not being treated well, you know, like I'm being treated very poorly in this situation. And my natural tendency is to like be a fixer. And so I'm like, how can I like fix this situation, right? How can I make this situation better? And I can't because I'm only half of the situation, right? So like I can only do 50%, but if someone else isn't going to do 50%, then it's just not going to work. Yeah. And so when I like saw that definition, I was like, well, I guess I do feel resentment. I guess that's what I feel about it. You know, like, I guess I feel resentful in these situations um, because that's what's happening. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Like, I'm trying to set boundaries. It's very hard for me to do that. People are crossing the boundaries and or, you know, just all kinds of things that have been very prevalent recently, right? In the last few years. And so I was just like, and again, I'm just like, I don't know what to do about it. I'm gonna have to keep talking about it with my therapist over and over again. Like Michelle, you have to move on. Well, boundaries are hard to set though. Yeah. Boundaries are just hard. Like in, in general, like a lot of it has to do with like, sometimes the relationship or just sometimes foundations, you know, it just depends. So it sounds easy when you read the definition, right? To maybe some, because some people might have, might be really good at setting boundaries, but for the most part, like those are so difficult to do and establish. Mm -hmm. It is. And then asking for what you want, right? From people like, Mm -hmm your expectations of how you thought things or relationships were going to be and they're not. And so you kind of like, I feel like there's like a grieving process involved in that sort of thing too. And yeah, it's just messy. So when she was talking about resentment and then she also um, said that her, I think her and her sisters like say choose discomfort over resentment. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. It's sort of, I think it's like, talk about it. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. or it's like, set the boundary, right? Like be uncomfortable with the fact that you did that. Yeah. Be uncomfortable with this. And like, maybe the fact that people are sharing their feelings when they should keep them to themselves. Yeah. And, you know, just be, uncomfortable about it but you want the discomfort over like the resentment of it happening Mm -hmm. over and over and over again well resentment too is one of the when i think about gottman it's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse for like relationships Mm -hmm. so even romantic relationships family relationships friendships you know things like that like if you have resentment it it festers and it you know erodes the relationship over time and so sometimes it's easier than to be in the discomfort discomfort by having those awkward conversations. Yeah. Even if it's like been 
a while and you haven't set that boundary, you know, sometimes it's all right. You know, if you want to move past that resentment, it might be at the, having that discomfort, mm-hmm. you know, that place of vulnerability, just to be like, Hey, actually this is a boundary now that I'm setting. Yeah. It'd be awkward for the person probably because I mean, it's been reinforced for so long, mm-hmm. hopefully in situations they're able to work through it. And sometimes in some relationships, they, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think Donald? Yeah. That like apologizing or like remorse, mm-hmm. right. Or, and like forgiveness, like, do you think that those are helpful in like moving past resentment or do you think that those are just I don't know like arbitrary things that we feel like we need to like help us <laughs> move past resentment um I believe it can help some yeah and I believe in others that it can't mm-hmm. I think it just depends because I believe that some people are capable of apologizing and making a change because I think that's the thing that makes sense where yeah or not makes sense but it's you can't apologize and continue the behavior yeah you have to apologize and make a change because apologies don't mean nothing unless change is a part of it yeah so i think that that's where it comes down to and if somebody is repeatedly apologizing but constantly doing the same thing then it does lose its its value yeah and so I, I believe, yes, I believe it can work. And I believe in some situations, it doesn't. It mm. just depends. It's true. What are your thoughts? Complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. Um, I'm a person who likes um, closing loops, okay. if that makes sense. So, you know, like I like a resolution. Mm-hmm even if the resolution is like, you know, a breakup, right, for example, right, but like, I like a resolution, I hate when things are sort of left open, it's just, it doesn't fit my personality well, Um, and so for me, kind of thinking about it right now, like, an apology for behavior is like an important part of like closing the circle, like for me personally. Mm-hmm. But like you said, sometimes people apologize and it doesn't mean much because they keep doing. So it is, it's like an apology and an actual change. Yeah. Um, that I think would be helpful in like moving past like a situation where there is resentment. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, it kind of closes the loop. But then when I'm thinking about the definition, right, and it's sort of this idea of like me not setting boundaries or me not asking for what I need, it's like, okay, well, I have to take responsibility for that part too and set better boundaries and ask for what I need or like adjust my expectations, you know? Um, so it's a, it's hard. Yeah, I'm very confused by it. Very confused. And 
don't come to me if you need help with resentment. They're like, I'm resentful. You're like, same, same girl. <laughs> yeah. And like, I like, maybe we can try to figure it out together, but like, I don't have any words of wisdom to share with anybody. Uh, I, and I think the hard part is like, just the word boundary and just yeah. like being comfortable with setting them. Mm-hmm. Really. And I could talk for days about boundaries. And so, cause they're everything and anything in relationships. Yeah. So simply saying no, or simply saying I'm not doing this or, you know, setting a time frame, whatever it may be. Boundaries are just a huge thing. So, so yeah. No. good luck I know <laughs> good luck no. with all that <laughs> I know so much to think about I know it's a lot you know but moving on to the words that we didn't know oh yeah I did take I was gonna say something about know. this <laughs> um they're German I think she said right yeah I took German for like two years in high school yeah I didn't know these words <laughs> <laughs> So the first one she talked about was, is Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. I may or may not be pronouncing that accurately, but that I one is, idea. I know, you took German. <laughs> I know, and I, I can't help you. <laughs> um, that one's definition was pleasure or joy derived from someone else's suffering or misfortune. And Number one, I'd never heard about, heard this word before. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, interesting. And then I was like, yeah, that happens sometimes. You know, sometimes you are kind of like, oh, well, you deserved it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not like a great place to be. No. <laughs> but I think, again, if everyone's being honest with themselves, you've had a, you've had at least one instance where. At least one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at like many. <laughs> at least one where somebody had right. An unfortunate feeling, or maybe they're like upset or sad. And you were like, yeah. And I'm not like rejoicing, but I'm not like sad for you. you right. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the sort of flip side of that is Freudenfreude, which is taking joy in someone else's joy. Mm-hmm. So, like, actually being legitimately happy for another person. Yeah. And that's when she talks about the candle blower outers with her daughter. Do you remember that? Can you remind me of that one? So, candle blower she, outers. She talks about how when her daughter, when her kids were little, she talked to them about this idea of candle blower outers. So she was like, you know, we each have like a candle and a light and that light is just kind of like all like the special parts oh. of us and our, like the things we like to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, we all have this light and she's like, and you want to be around people who love your light right? Like they protect your light. They love your light. They cheer for your light. We don't want to be around people who are candle blower outers. So people who see your light and then try to blow it out Mm -hmm. for whatever the reasons are. 
And so, you know, like Freud and Freuda, this like taking joy in somebody else's joy, like that's a, a person or that's a feeling that it's like, yes, I'm like stoking somebody else's candle, right? Like, I'm like, I love your light. Like you're doing great, right? Like shine brighter, <laughs> you know, like you're genuinely happy. And then, you know, so you're not a candle blower outer basically is if like you're feeling Freud and Freud for somebody else. And then you're a candle blower outer if you're feeling schadenfreude right um potentially i think like if you're envious uh-huh. or jealous or malicious envy for sure yeah like malicious envy like you're being that's a candle <laughs> yeah, you're being a candle blower outer you're like you don't deserve it <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're done um yeah but those two are so interesting yeah um to me because I'd never heard them before and then now she gave me a word for something where I'm like oh yeah like I know what that like I know how that feels like I know what those things feel like yeah but now I have like a word to actually like label them as I probably won't use them honestly (laughs) I probably will say like candle blower outer yeah (laughs) or malicious envy yeah and just I might use for or for Freud and Freud, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying them wrong. I know I am. And, <laughs> we apologize to all the people who speak German. Exactly. And I apologize for having two years of experience in high school <laughs> and I don't remember any of it. It's <laughs> uh, probably why um, I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. The last two were admiration and reverence. Mm. Um, in admiration, like I like how she said that admiration makes us want to be better at what we do Mm -hmm. so it's not really this sort of like it's kind of like related to comparison but you're not like down about it yeah like you're like oh like I want to do that one day but not in a like oh man an envious or jealous way not Mm -hmm. in a like I wish that I was doing that right now but sort of like oh my gosh that's so awesome like I'm going to do that one day too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm just going to like, it's just going to make me better. Um, and then reverence. I like had a hard time with reverence. Yeah. Yeah. I just like was not connecting to it for some reason that probably says something about me. <laughs> <laughs> what was the definition she gave? Um, I don't have her written down. Let me see if I wrote it down. For reverence, I didn't, I didn't write it down. That's how much I like, didn't. I was just like, you're like, I was disconnected. <laughs> but she would, it was basically like talking about um, things that you're supposed to like hold to a high regard. Mm-hmm. Like the examples were a lot about religion, right? Okay. And like doing what you're supposed to do for that. And then she talked about being irreverent which would be the opposite, right? Like you wouldn't do necessarily exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just got kind of very lost with reverence. And so it's something I'm going to have to like probably dig in a little deeper to get and to like really understand 
Because um, it isn't like a respect for somebody. Yeah. But then too, she she was connecting it to a lot of things. Like, yeah, she you was know. too. Yeah, like connecting it to like the church, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like to like religion, connecting it to like social justice things, right? Like white supremacy and racism, right? Like you have this reverence for like whiteness. Historically, America <laughs> does, <Yeah. laughs> right? And so she, like, there was just a lot going into it. And so I think maybe that's why I'm still just a little bit, I haven't like nailed it down. Yeah, it was a bit confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was just a lot going on with reverence. So There was, there was. I mean, I, I could say, the definition is like a deep respect for somebody Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of confusion surrounding it like it was like okay wait what like how do I grasp that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it just seemed very like multi-layered yeah and I was watching it probably too late for my brain to like (laughs) layer it out the way it needs to be layered so I'm gonna have to come back to that one and like think about it a little bit more yeah, maybe we'll come back to that one. That's a good one. But that was this episode. Mm-hmm. Those were all of them. It there were a lot of like good points and you know different definitions. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a word. Didn't know that was a thing. So the distinct definitions between envy and jealousy was a standout for me that was for sure yeah I think that now I'm gonna have a different definitely when I process that with clients it's gonna be real different yeah yeah so it was overall like it was a good one it was really interesting yeah any final thoughts or what are your takeaways from this one um let's see I think my takeaway from this one is really just like, again, right? Like having a self-awareness around these emotions coming up and really like diving inward. Like, I feel like that's Mm -hmm. what kind of pointed out to me, right? Is that these really require like a sort of look inside versus what we think is like, we're looking outside. Yeah. Um, but it really requires like this sort of deep dive inside of like, okay, what's going on? Like, how come, how can I like work through this? Right. Especially when it comes to my friend resentment, I'm like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how to handle you at all. Um, yeah. And two, I think that these, like all of these are usually used as like big negatives Mm -hmm. you know like don't compare and don't be envious don't be jealous right like resentment is bad right it's a horseman we don't we don't want it um but like you had said before just normalizing that these are emotions that we have it's okay like they're normal it's really about what what your behavior is after the fact Mm -hmm. um And so I feel like it kind of gave me some permission to be like, it's okay to like feel that way. Yeah. We're just, you know, 
but like check your behavior on it, right? Like what's the behavior happening? Um, and is that, you know, a positive or a negative thing? Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I agree with too. I think that what stands out to me the most is the boundaries with resentment mm -hmm. and distinguishing between jealousy and envy. Yeah. Like that's my takeaway from this one. I'm like, okay, those are some good ones to hold on to and to remember and to remind myself. And they're not negative. I think that beforehand it was confusing to kind of navigate, but now with this more clarification on them, it almost feels completely comfortable and okay to be like, mm -hmm. no, you could feel these things. These are 100% normal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. They're not bad. You're not no, a bad not. person, right? For like feeling envious. Even malicious envy. Yeah. You know, like there's a core belief there within yourself. So again, pausing and checking inward. Like yeah. there's a reason why there's malicious envy. It's not mm -hmm. bad, even though some people might say like, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. There's a reason for it. There's a core belief that we have within us. And it's just exploring that and offering it or guiding it really to a place of healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about the healing. It's all about the healing. That's, that's what we're doing every day. <laughs> feel it to heal it. Feel it to heal it. Yep. All right. Well, next episode, we'll talk about episode number four. Mm -hmm. um, which is almost lost. Awesome. There's five episodes. We're so almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have for, like you said, today's episode. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's good to be back. I know that we yeah. took a pause, um, but just some things came up. So it's life. good to be life happens. Mm -hmm. so we're back in the game. Yes. Um, so if any questions, comments, anything really at all, feel free to email us at confessionsfromatherapist at gmail.com. Yeah. If you have thoughts about resentment, mm -hmm. <laughs> want to share your stories, <laughs> want to share your thoughts about it. We are open <laughs> to learning about all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next week. All right, everybody take care.